joining us in the studio, two very uh, awesome local authors. Uh, the book that they uh, have recently written is called Mind the Gap, A Literary Leap Across Generations. Uh, we say good morning to uh, Hillary Laidlaw. Great to have you here, Hillary. Thank you, John. I'm happy to be here. And writer John Sandom. Hey, John. Yes, the John Sandom from the PKFM Morning Show, holding out on his moonlighting as an author, John, you never let us know this was going down. Uh, I figured it would come out at some point, and uh, <laughs> inevitably it did. He was outed. Yeah. Yes, I had to find out. By from someone the, else in the office. I, I had to find out from the publisher. I don't, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> uh, it, I have to tell you, congratulations on this book, Mind the Gap, A Literary Leap Across Generations. Now, the first thing that struck me in reading it is I've never read anything like this. It, it's not a novel. It's... It's not a self-help book necessarily. It, it it's not a sociological study, but it kind of is. And it's not necessarily just a piece of literature. It's a lot more than that. Where did the idea come from? And, and maybe can you explain what this is? Absolutely, John. And you've hit the nail on the head in trying to define or uh, describe the the actual book, but. The genesis of the idea really was, if I'm honest, a selfish one. I <laughs> wanted an opportunity to write with John. Um, he loves to write, as do I. We have vastly different styles. Mm. John's a journalist. Yeah. He's straight to the point. Certainly in in what I do day to day, I write that way too. But I tend we to... We should point out that you're a lawyer day to day. I'm a lawyer, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, like John's focus, mine has to be precise in that context. But when I'm writing for myself or when I'm writing in communications with others, I tend to be a little more expressive. It's true. Yeah. In any event, um, it was an opportunity to do something together. So I approached John with the idea of writing something, and together we refined a process, an approach for looking at different topics. So you're right. It's not fiction. It's not uh, self-help. What it is, I think, is a study in perspectives. So essentially, the approach that we came up with was to have a third party feed us topics. Mm -hmm. We had self-imposed timelines and word limits. And uh, beyond that, we had absolutely no rules. And that's one of the things that we agreed to at the outset was that we would try to be as candid as possible in our uh, expression on the on the topics that we were prompted. We did, we did have timelines and word limits. Not that I adhered to the word limits all the time, <laughs> but the important thing is that we didn't know the topics in advance. Right. So we'd be given two weeks to get our initial response in and then a week to get our follow-up response in. We had no idea what the next topic was going to be until our third party fed it to us. And that, I think, was key because we both agreed that if we were coming up with the topics ourselves, we might introduce an unconscious bias yeah, into right. how we approach these yeah. things. They're interesting topics. And, and, and I think what I found most interesting is is on the outset, you explained that you're, you're trying to find different perspectives from different generations. Uh, John, of course, is your son. He's a whole generation younger than you. But what was fascinating as you're reading is that's not that different. You, you, you kind of, in many cases, have very similar viewpoints yeah. phrased differently or maybe you got to them different ways, but at the end of the, the story, you're, you're kind of in the same place. Well, that's exactly it, and I think that's part of the process was we had to realize that your upbringing is a big part of how your beliefs are formed. Sure. Uh, but at the same time, you're right. We did take different routes to more often than not get to the same point. 
And and it was amazing how frequently that happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I, it was about the sixth or seventh topic that we finally disagreed on something. And like I said, we got to write a response, a follow-up right. to each other's original uh, original writings. Because during the first uh, the two weeks, you weren't allowed to discuss it amongst each other. No, no. Not at all. We didn't even see the draft as it was right. being worked on. And, you know, inevitably, mom would get hers in the morning of the due date. I would get mine in at 11.30 p.m. 11.59, sure, yeah. Like a true journalist, right? Yeah. Just one of the differences between us. Yeah. That was part of the discipline was the the deadline. And we were both used to adhering to those. So that wasn't Mm. really difficult. But we did have a different I work better under deadline, actually. But, you know, this whole point about (laughs) perspectives, I think, is interesting because I suspect that John's motivation, or one of them anyway, was different than mine. I wanted to do something with him. Mm -hmm. But I think when I proposed the idea and we finally came up with the approach, what was interesting for John was that – um, he viewed it as a bit of a social experiment, if I can say it that More way. so than you did, I think. More yeah. so than I did, because I think John's expectation was that he would find a larger gap in our viewpoints mm. on a number of different topics. Yeah. Well, we live in such a you know divisive time right now where there's so many conflicting viewpoints. And uh, more often than not, I'm finding people are unwilling to listen to another point of view. And this is what we were trying to do is is kind of twofold. Like mom said, we were trying to either uh, show that there was a gap or there wasn't mm-hmm. such a big gap. And that's what we ended up proving in, in generational thinking. But we were also trying to, you know, eliminate this divisive time right now by saying, hey, here's what happens when we talk openly mm-hmm. about hot button issues. Exactly. We, we find out that we're not so far apart. And we can have different perspectives. We can have different viewpoints. We can have vastly different viewpoints. But it's a matter of how we communicate those, Mm. how we respect the other person's um, uh, view, perspective, experience, and how we understand where that might come from. Yeah, you don't have to necessarily, you know, agree with what other people are saying. But at least, you know, by listening, active listening, and by respecting that they are entitled to their point of view. That's what it is. It's interesting because the entire book is a conversation. Yeah. Uh, it's a conversation between the two of you. It's a conversation with the reader. It's even a conversation with that third party yeah. who's <laughs> giving you the topics. And it's interesting because you can read each section in like bite-sized chunks. It's a really easy read. But I love if you read it sort of in order, you start to see how the rules that were placed for you in this literary study – Start to become something you play with. At one point, John's John's reaction is actually to write a play. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think that was another motivation for him was that it was um, an opportunity for him to keep his skills mm. fresh and to explore different forms of writing. So it he was. was much more adventurous in that respect. We, we than had I was. Uh, we had started this last January, and you have to remember that at this point I was unemployed, mm-hmm. and I was uh, about eight months out of journalism school. So this I had taken pre peak days. I had taken a eight month break from writing from journalism entirely. Getting rusty, and I wanted to get back into it in right. some way, and I wanted to have more of a creative license to yeah. explore different mediums. Yeah. And and I think it worked from that perspective. Yeah. It is a fun, fascinating read and it uh, it's certainly a book about communication at a time when as you point out people aren't communicating. It's a it's a giant conversation. I urge you to read it. It's called Mind the Gap: A Literary Leap Across Generations. Where is the book available? Well, you can certainly source it online, Amazon.ca. Uh, also, Chapters Indigo has an e-copy. Amazon provides it in e-book and paperback. 
But we have some very exciting hmm. news about where it's available from a community perspective. This is awesome. You are going to take uh, uh, some of your efforts here and help our local women's shelter. We are indeed. We have decided to support uh, my friend's house uh, by making the book available here at the radio station and also at... Um, Read it again. Read it again, local bookstore. Right here in downtown Colorado. Right yeah. down. And we have decided to donate 50% of the price of the book wow. to uh, my friend's house, which is absolutely terrific. And I have to say, John, that we've both been very... Um, influenced and motivated by the sense of community support that exists here. And so it is our pleasure to be able to do that. And I will say that for the um, for the period up to June 7, we're offering it for a flat rate of $20, which is compared to wow. the Amazon cost of 25 plus tax plus yeah. shipping. Yeah. So for 20 bucks, you're going to get a copy of this book and you're going to support your community at the same time. 50% of that is going to my friend's house. And when we were thinking about what organization that we wanted to support through this, mm-hmm. my friend's house immediately stood out because what we're trying to do with this book is eliminate stigma by creating conversation and talking mm-hmm. about hot button issues. In the same way, I think that My Friend's House aims to smash the stigma surrounding domestic violence by, in part, talking about it and organizing all these great events. Uh, It is a fabulous marriage and a great opportunity for you to support a local group and get a fantastic read. Uh, Don't forget to get it. Mind the Gap, a literary leap across the generations. It's been an awesome pleasure to talk to Hillary Laidlaw. And, yes, Adam, was good to talk to you. I think I'll stick around for a bit. Thank you so much.